Welcome back. We got a little comics corner action going for you. We are in the corner. It's been a minute, as always, but the corner's hotter than ever. Yeah, and uh, we've been keeping up. We're one week off. We were able to do the interview. Shout yeah. out to Max and Malcolm. That was great. I had a fun time listening to it. Didn't get to record it, but shout out to Jason, who helped us out with that. Yeah, he, he came through in the clutch and... The and mint clad. The mint clad man <laughs> came back in. Um, dude, we got a lot to talk about today. Yeah. We both saw Batman. We saw Batman together. I know. I was stoked about that. That worked out perfectly because, you know, everyone, like, I feel like everyone I try to go see movies with is so flaky. And yeah. it's like, we're going tonight. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do this. It's, I'm a big, I can't tell you how many maybes I got. I'm a big <laughs> weekday movie goer. Yeah, man. The best. I'm not using a weekend to go see a movie. Right. It's like, let's see it on a Tuesday or Wednesday. That's going to work perfect with me. What was, uh, what was your review? How'd you feel? My review in a short, sweet sentence would be, <laughs> it was a good flick. It was a good Batman movie, but there was a lot to make fun of. Yeah, it just... <laughs> There's a lot of things I, worth making fun of. I thought it was, I mean, heavy spoilers coming, because I'm just going to talk about it all. Yeah, but we're going to spoil a little bit. I thought it was good. It did have a very comic book feel to it. Yes. It didn't... It felt like it was ripped directly from a book. I didn't, I've said it a million times, I'll say it again, didn't love BDSM Riddler. Yeah. Would a you little, say that would be your one thing that stood true about what you were skeptical about? Yes. With it? Yeah. I, 100%. I thought it was way too incel-y. I thought it was just a little too much on this like weird, I'm almost tired of guy on the internet that gets people to do stuff is like, and then they bring up. They're like, he's got almost 500 followers on here. And I was like, I'm like 1,200 followers, and I'm nobody. <laughs> rookie what, numbers. Yeah, man. rookie number. What, did he just start his page? You could have 500 bots follow you. Yeah. Well, so I think the only th- – I, I agree with you because, like, there's, it was – my biggest gripe with the whole direction they took Riddler in was – it, it felt like they were just trying to do the Heath Ledger Joker thing. A hundred percent. Sending in clips to the news and his very like creepy, maniacal laugh. I mean, the Joker doesn't have like a trademark on laughing like as a bad guy, but it, it was just that. Like they tried to make it too dark and brooding. It, yeah. I agree. It is too it was too quote unquote gritty and real of a yeah. version of it. Now and- that's the one thing I did respect about it was like you said, like the whole incel angle, like it did feel a little cl- hitting close to home, like in a from a domestic terrorism yeah. Uh, uh, aspect. Yeah, and I I get the part, I get what they were trying to do, but I just to me it didn't seem very Riddlerish, and I understand that to me in the comics the Riddler is just a little bit more of a flamboyant, loud character. This one seemed a little too in the shadows. It like the riddles weren't very good. Yeah. It was just kind of very blah. It felt really foreshadowed. You know, like you said, it definitely felt like a story that could have been told in another Batman comic, you know, like ripped from the pages kind of deal. In, yeah. a, in a good way. You know, it, it's just a story. I mean, people forget there's <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of Batman stories. Yeah, it's at, not like there's across just one. numerous titles and like... You know, this was a good Batman story, and to the other gripe I had with the movie, too damn long, I'm sorry. Any Batman story can be told in, like, an hour 40, hour 50. Yeah. It, no problem. It was, there were parts of it that I was like, the end scene where he's just beating up extra Riddlers that appeared <laughs> um, seemed too much. There was a bunch of 
stuff going on in that that I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? He's like dives into water from like a hundred feet and apparently you can just stand in the water. I was like, your neck's broken, dude. You just jumped into this water and then all of a sudden you're just standing in it. Yeah. There was so many weird things that I felt like that last scene was really supposed to be a epic climax. And but it seemed like the scene before that was an epic climax. So it just kind of felt like a little muddled yeah. that way. It felt like they wanted the last scene to be this big fight scene. And it's like what the is end, happening? The end was underwhelming. I actually really did enjoy the the movie the way it kind of walked you through like a crime story, a noir story. Yeah. That was good. I, the pacing was pretty nice, but the 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 end you know with the flood and they're all huddled up in the stadium, like it was just kind of weird. Yeah, him uh injecting himself with what pe- some people on the internet are thinking is the Bane serum. Yeah, yeah. My buddy said that. I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize that. That's probably uh, uh, Titan, the Titan formula. Yeah, the Titan formula. But that part, it's like after punching that guy in the face countless amounts of time, no way does that dude even have the ability to utter, I am vengeance after. <laughs> you just did essentially a giant shot's worth of adrenaline with like metal tipped gloves on your hands. That dude's jaw would have been absolutely shattered. Yeah, like talking would be the last thing you want to do after that. Yeah. I just didn't and I didn't love the army of riddlers. I get that they were probably trying to avoid a DC problem of okay, the heroes at the end fight uh ambiguous gray blob men. So they were like, what if it was a bunch of riddler guys? And it just you could have capped it at them catching Riddler. That almost would have been better, or him rescuing the city from the flood. Yeah. I didn't need this whole second aspect of a bunch of guys who just apparently somehow got into this building with rifles at a political rally, because they don't have security at that, (laughs) and are just like shooting down the mayor. Yeah, they... uh, You know, it's funny, too. My buddy was talking about the people that were doing character design and this and that from the movie like, yeah, they based uh, the Riddler off of the Zodiac Killer because I mentioned it reminded me of that whole angle. Yeah. Even like the logo and everything. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, and they based the Batman character off of Kurt Cobain. And I go, those two people have nothing to do with each other. Well, they have How nothing you- <laughs> to do with each other and that is just the most incel shit to be like inspired <laughs> by ever. Yeah. To be like, what if Batman... Like, Batman, when you think about it, is just like Kurt Cobain, and it's like... Oh, just like him. It's like, no, he's not. <laughs> I Everyone, the the heroization of, like, Kurt Cobain to me, I get it. I respect and love Nirvana as much as, like, yeah. the next person. Again, separating art from artist. It is... It's not like he was some big hero glorified person. I guarantee you, at the end of the day, not a great guy. Like, I'm sure a lot of people were like... Yeah, dude, you kind of suck, and you're pretty selfish. Yeah. It, you make amazing art. People that knew him closely would say that. They loved him to death, but yeah, like he was in his own head, you know? And Yeah. We should never be glorifying things like that and, and leaving behind a fucking wife and kid. Yeah, you know? but it's it's just like, dude, we don't need this whole thing to be... It felt like such a hipster grab to be like, well, this Batman is... Uh, inspired by Kurt Cobain. Yeah. You guys know him from Nirvana? Like, Yeah, like the producer's like... 
like that of the movie where he's like, dude, I saw some 19-year-old in a fucking Nirvana shirt. Yeah. Let, let, we have something here. Like, I'm surprised they didn't go to the point of they're like, and not even the Nevermind Nirvana, the Bleach album. <laughs> it was the Bleach album. It wasn't even Nevermind. Right. It's like, dude, shut up. And then the Zodiac Killer thing, yeah, it's like, I just, I get that it was supposed to be this more, oh, you could actually go get this, and who the fuck would wear like a green suit with you know question marks on it at the end of the day i don't know dude have you ever seen a rapper dress they're all they, some of those guys have a green suit with question marks yeah that's almost a normal thing now the weird snow army snow mask vibe i was just like it it just didn't vibe with me i love the penguin uh colin farrell colin farrell knocked it out of the park heard he's getting his own series yeah Is that confirmed hbo series coming from colin farrell for the penguin i loved um not Stanley Tucci. Uh, oh, my God. Who plays Carmine Falcone? Uh, Falcone was jo- uh, John Turturro. John Turturro. He was great. T- I didn't um, even know he was in it. I can't believe they don't. All of a sudden, he just showed up. I'm like, oh, sweet. They like, don't promote him at all in it. And he's a he's a great actor. I mean. A great actor. Yeah. Played an amazing role. It is. Like, when he when he's strangling her over the phone, like, that was yeah. rough. Dude. Well, <laughs> and the, it's sick because, to me, that's a good reimagining of a character. Yeah. Because. Carmine Falcone plays a completely, it looks completely different in comic. Yeah. Like when I think of Carmine Falcone, I think Long Halloween, you have like this big, almost kingpin body type figure, very uh, Marlon Brando godfather looking guy. And he doesn't look like that at all. He plays almost a very different style of him and he crushes it. The Catwoman tie to him was a really great. That was too. good. That was a nice touch. Yeah. It, we're not just going to shit all over this movie, folks. We, we no, did, there we were some... there were good parts of it. Yeah. I mean, I could go on about how much they ride motorcycles in the rain and how you know gravity defying that is. Yeah. The, like physics just well, doesn't the fact work. That the rain never stopped either. <laughs> yeah. That, that apparently it just was a eight year <laughs> rainstorm. April in Gotham. April in Gotham. It's raining again. <laughs> June in Gotham, it's still raining. God damn it! Now, would you say now the real important question would be, do you think it's one of the better things that DC's put out in a while? I would say yes, like that in the the Suicide Squad, James Gunn. I think yeah, some of the best things they've done in a while. Movie wise, it's definitely one of the best things that they've done, probably since. And I would almost put that Suicide Squad in like a different category. Hero wise, where you don't get to play up that whole like villain aspect, it's definitely the best thing since Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, man, and they're putting all their chips on the table with like that little trailer for like you know kind of basically the new Justice League revamp. You know, oh yeah, I mean, I'm wondering, you know, it's like oh we got Ezra Miller, we got the you know we got Aquaman, you know things are happening, you know we got yeah. Doctor Fate, Black Adam, like like please come to the theater and see these movies, you know. It's I like that it was a tonal shift. I like yeah. that it was dark, but it wasn't Zack Snyder filter dark. I did appreciate that aspect of it. It felt like it was genuinely raining. They're taking a step back. Yeah. I've That's been my biggest problem with all those Zack Snyder films is it always feels like it just has a giant filter over it and everything's like six shades darker. Yeah. It just gets played out after a while, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, nothing I, against the guy. He made some sick movies. Like, yeah. Love 300 it. was great. 300 and the filter, Watchmen. Great. But. The filter worked for 300 and even for Watchmen. But after you keep seeing it, you're just like, dude, 
are these all like the same movie or in the same universe? Yeah. Like, what is happening? You think we'll see a? Because uh, the one part I liked about the whole Superman Batman, um, you know, Dawn of Justice thing was uh, what's his face, the Lex Luthor, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. I would like to see him come back. I have a strong feeling we are out of a Jesse Eisenberg. I, I feel like he's probably lost interest at that this point. I mean, shit, that movie came out. Was, yeah. he, was he in Justice League? He might have been in Justice League for a bit. Wait, man, this shit was like they're like six years ago now, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, I'm not coming back." That whole thing has just been like played, and I think this new to get homeboy was it Michael Rosenbaum? The Michael Rosenbaum from Smallville. From Smallville, he's great. Um, I know he does voices. He's voiced the Flash. I know that. Yeah, he does a ton of voiceover work. He's really now. good. Yeah, I like his shout Flash. out. He has a really good podcast too. Does he really? Um, we'll but, get him on. We'll get him on. Yeah, we'll get him on here, <laughs> Michael. If you're listening. If you're one of the 15, he, please jump on here. He, he seems like the kind of guy that might. Yeah, like I, we get an email. I was like, oh, yeah, my sister-in-law lives in Akron. I'll come <laughs> through. <laughs> I'm in the neighborhood. He's like, sure, dude. I love comic books. <laughs> I actually played Lex Luthor once. I don't know if you heard about that, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the girl on that show joined a cult. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about that? We, I'd love we to. We keep in touch. Um, yeah, I think the Flash movie is going to try and reboot that whole thing a little bit. But I almost... I think... If I were DC, do these standalones. Just Marvel is already so neck deep in creating a cohesive one universe multi-movie entity that to try and catch up just doesn't really make sense. And doing this weird soft reboot with The Flash is just going to muddle it even more. Yeah. I just don't think... Like, let the new Aquaman just at this point be standalone but there hasn't been a flash movie yet has there no we've never had a flash movie yeah i but so i think that's just exciting in general i agree i don't get me wrong i think the first two maybe three seasons of the cw flash show amazing quality television it's a great mix of the flash where it's probably the best of the cw series the i know people like green arrow too but that kind of fell off arrow both of them fall off after a certain point because it just becomes there's too much going on. It does become almost like a comic book where way later into the run, you're just like, what the fuck is happening in this now? Well, you're we're 200 issues in and you're just like, who are any of these people? He's like gotten he's had like six jobs like you don't even understand what's going on. But no, I think season first two seasons of Arrow, first two seasons of Flash, super quality. And then after that, they kind of fall off. But Flash is good because. It has a good mix of humor. It's got, you know, that warmness that you expect from like a Flash, kind of that heartwarming, wholesome vibe where yeah. the Flash is, a, at the end of the day, a good guy who just fucks up a bunch. It's the same way with the Spider Man movies. Like the new Tom Holland ones, when you first watch them, you're like, these are amazing. On second watch, a lot of times you're like, listen, we could have solved all yeah. this in like two yeah, seconds. This kid's dumb as hell. Yeah, That's this the is like the he's dumbest a fucking, fucking he's a teenager, kid. you know? Yeah. I was pretty stupid when I was 17, 18. Yeah, I would have made really horrible choices that I probably could have just yeah. fixed with like a singular phone call. Yeah, and I didn't have superpowers. Yeah, and I wasn't a hero. <laughs> I couldn't change reality. Um, speaking on, just to hit a couple quick touches because, you know, I got to bring up some Disney Plus things. Well, before that, I just want to wrap up the Batman thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I liked that they... I like this in any movie or comic book media they end up doing. It would be like they just kind of cherry pick things 
and for put sure. them in there. So I saw a lot of influences from the Arkham City, the Arkham series, the video game yep. series, just like the overall vibe of it. Uh, I mean, the Penguin character design for one, I mean, it is very. All they pretty much did was swap out the Cockney accent for like a New York accent. Yeah. Um, I loved when he had wrapped him up in the legs and he's waddling. You know, that was a nice little the, like little touch to the waddle. Yeah, a little uh, Burgess, uh, Burgess Meredith toss in there. Uh, it was, you know, and also my question for you would be, do you, would you say it was, it, uh, was better than your expectations? Cause you were, you were not on board for a while. Um, I think it was better than what I expected. I think Catwoman and Penguin and Carmine Falcone all really save it for me. Robert, Rob Patz was a pretty okay Batman. Yeah. I don't think he was anything outstanding right. i think it was fine um his bruce wayne which i get we don't get a lot of and Ooh, it's not yeah, about that bruce wayne crazy about that was just really rough i didn't like love that he's uh, seems to be living in an abandoned house that whole part just seemed a little much for me he reminded me of and i've been trying to pull up the picture and like make a little meme out of it the fucking like brother character in wedding crashers the one that like as a painter and like yes. m- like molests uh, yeah Vince Vaughn. It does. It he just has a weird. That's what he reminded me. He of. has a weird energy to him. Um, Andy Circus as Alfred was just ultra cool. Yeah, but they need they needed more. He was yeah. barely. He could have been a bigger role. I think. I mean, it's, I know it's Alfred. But. Yeah, and I get that it's supposed to be year one or year two or some version of Batman like that. <laughs> but there were also he's just way too in police crime scenes yeah just wait at the end of the movie he's like helping the national guard like airlift someone out yeah when those (laughs) when those national guard people come in they're like who the fuck is this guy (laughs) i live in charlotte north carolina and came up here to help you guys because of a flood i don't know who batman is hey guy don't touch the stretcher man (laughs) it's getting airlifted dude it's a liability (laughs) yeah dude hey can you get the hell out of here now uh I always forget his name. The guy that played uh, Commissioner Gordon, who's on like Westworld and stuff, he uh, was good. I liked. Yeah, his, he was. I liked his Jim Gordon a lot. His Jim Gordon was good. I just wish we had a little more logic to why we're just letting Batman into these crime scenes. Like what? Well, it was year two. Not like it had nothing to do with the comic. We confirmed that because some troll online told you that it was ripped from the pages of the year two yeah. run. And I like I read the synopsis. I'm like. This has nothing to do with anything. The character's completely different. But it's kind of trying to paint the picture like, oh, he's been on the scene for at least a year. Uh, yeah. And now he's cool with, you know. With Jim cool. Gordon. Yeah. Like one cop likes him. One and cop. every other cop is like, hey, dude, what the fuck are we doing? Why is this guy? Oh, I like him. He's cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, he's my friend. Hello. <laughs> he helps me do detective work. <laughs> do you know his name? Well, no. But have you ever seen his face? <laughs> no. But I made a light for him that I shined in the sky. <laughs> And uh, I think it's Bruce Wayne. I can't be sure, but and I'm pretty positive it's Bruce Wayne. Well, so yeah, that wraps it up. That was no, a good I thought it was. Review. I thought it was good. I did like Catwoman a lot as yeah. well. Um, I think supporting cast really saves it. I Rob Pat's all right. Uh, Riddler, just I'm a hard pass still, dude. So do we know? Actually, I guess we're not. I real quick, who who was the Joker character? Do we know? So the actor is. The kid from Eternals who kind of looks like Ezra Miller. Oh, okay. Um, that scene, 
I absolutely hated. Yeah, I, I thought that it was wasn't horrible. Necessary. It just wasn't necessary. No, the joke in it is beyond fucking stupid. The it wasn't even a good lunacy joke. Where I get it's like a joke that two insane people would laugh at. It's not good <laughs> in that way. It's just a really stupid thing. It's not something that's like, wow, this is like haunting the way he said it. It just all sounded really dumb yeah, to me. Like, kind of, like they were kind of slow. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't. It felt like a bad, again, a bad version of Heath Ledger. Yeah, yeah. It felt like they wanted a Heath Ledger thing. And I almost would like the next Batman movie. New Batman. Like new universe. I don't need. Explore this universe in the Penguin show. I don't need more Rob Pats to come back. I don't think they're going to ax him. I think they'll, they're they going to keep I him around. I think we're going to get more. Yeah, I mean, they're going to keep him around. Warner Brothers can't not beat a dead horse. Yeah. That's they're like, like nope, thing. it's still alive. Let's keep going. So right before that, we were talking, you were going, oh, the D- Disney Plus announcements. We got a couple of Disney Plus announcements. Uh, your boy, you big Hugh McGreg. Yeah, he's back. He's back. How'd you, what'd you think of the trailer? Uh, I did not see the trailer. <laughs> you haven't seen the trailer <laughs> no, I haven't yet. seen it yet. Um, See, I'm just excited because I'm sure I mentioned on the show before there was a little mini run in this 2015 Star Wars uh, comics called From the Journals of Ben Kenobi. Yeah. And it's this specific time frame where he's just a fucking hermit chilling on Tatooine and he's keeping eyes on Skywalker, just making sure he's on the straight and narrow. Yeah. So that's definitely basically what it looks like we're getting. Um, It's, again, my biggest gripe with fucking Ma- er, Boba Fett. Just still on a desert planet, still guys. On Tatooine, yeah. Like still, you know, you got, you have a infinite galaxy in this goddamn universe you guys have created, and for some reason we're just like, why don't we stay on that one desert planet with nothing? It's like I just want to see something new. Yeah. Um, they showed a picture of I want to say they're called the Grand Inquisitors okay. that are from. One of the animated, uh, maybe Clone Wars or something, but they hunt down Jedi after Order 66. 66. Um, the version, the live action version, looks a little wonky. <laughs> like, I saw some pictures of what they looked like in Attack of the Clones. So do they work for the Empire? or what's... They work for the Empire yeah. and are just like, yo. Where... Do they have powers? I don't know if they have force powers. They use lightsabers. They have red lightsabers. Oh, the actual lightsabers. Yeah. So I'm imagining that they might be force sensitive somehow. Sure. But it kind of contradicts the Star Wars Sith Lord rule of two. Yes. Um, But I think they were like, hey, dude, if you guys are going to kill other Jedi, you can have some lightsabers. Yeah. Um, But the version in live action looks a little weird. In the cartoon, they kind of have an elongated head almost kind of og alien style i think i know what specific alien race from the star wars universe you're talking about and this one this actor's head is almost abnormally like squished like it's a smaller wider head like they couldn't have picked someone with a worse like the opposite body type yeah i mean people are gonna I mean, obviously, people liked the Mandalorian stuff and the and the Boba Fett stuff, but this is really gonna get people. in. I mean, people love Obi Wan Kenobi. He's the hundred percent. He is an OG New Hope character. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's gonna be a lot of good stuff in it. I just again cannot sit on Tatooine 
for a whole nother season of a show. Oh, well, we'll see. I don't think he's going to be venturing out anywhere. I don't know if he has a ship. He had he had to get the Millennium Falcon to get well, off Tatooine. They so. do. Um, I know that they reveal that they go to. I want to call. I want to say it's called Anchorhead, yeah. which is a support yeah. town. Port town yeah. on Tatooine that's never been seen, but gets talked about talked all about, the time. Yeah. So we're gonna oh, go be there. Cool. Um, we're getting Darth Vader back. OG Christian Haydenson. That's gonna be cool. I mean, like I think I said it before. Like that's that was one of everyone's a lot of people's favorite scene out of Rogue One is when you finally see him you know, yeah. go fucking ape shit at the end. Um so I'm excited about that. And him coming back, he hasn't been acting for a long time. Apparently he's just been working on a farm. Really? Yeah, he just was like done with acting. I mean, that happens a lot. It's I think especially with being in a movie like Star Wars and the way the prequel trilogy kind of just got so much criticism and so yeah. much flack. And not just the movies, but him himself, he wasn't like very well received. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, people weren't like, oh my God, this is the worst character in the Star Wars universe. It's not like they were like sending him like death threats, like that poor girl Rose from the new uh, oh. trilogy. Or, or what's his face that plays Finn? Oh, oh my gosh. What's that guy's John name? John Bonilla? Not John Boyega. Boyega, yeah. John Bonilla. Shout out Hollis Brown. He's a guitar player. Uh, <laughs> But no, he like, not to mention, uh, it, the, the you know like no one really liked the new trilogy itself too. Yeah. So uh, let's not forget the movie Jumper that he's in also, which came out I after this. Kind of like Jumper. Yeah, I I never saw it. I thought the concept was really cool, and like I was like, oh, that's fucking sick. It's like, not a bad movie. Yeah, it who else really, is in that one? Um, the other there's Mother a couple White random. Dude. Yeah, it's like. I want to say Topher Grace, but I know it's not. It's Topher definitely Grace. not Topher, but it is guys that they were like, these are going to be big actors in five years. Yeah, <laughs> and one of them works on a farm now. Right. So I don't know. I'm excited for him to come back, and I think he will do a good job. I think he just. It's hard to fill a role that people have had so much anticipation for. It's the same way with Boba Fett in the new one. I'm bitching and complaining because I'm like. The main character's talking too much. You know, I heard the actor. He said that, too. He was like, I don't know why I have so many lines. <laughs> like, no, he said, like, in an interview. Because my buddy at work was telling me about it. And I was like, well, at least we're not the only ones that think that. Jesus. Yeah, he was. He himself was like, I don't want to talk this much. I don't think Boba Fett talks this much. He was much. going through the scripts like, oh, okay, five, seven pages of dialogue. Oh, my God, this thing just keeps going. My yeah. God. It's like, can't I just be with the... Uh, what is it? The sand or the Tuscan Raiders the whole time and not talk and just do really horrible uh, sign, language. <laughs> sign language, sign language that's just like a thumbs up yeah. and underneath it just like reads like we're going to get the ships inside and he just like thumbs up them. Not to mention he's, he's been rotting away first of all in a monster's belly and then just like on the desert after that. But pearly whites, perfect oh, teeth, yeah. man. <laughs> he's good, man. He had a couple of crest. Uh, to goes down there. He was good. <laughs> um, but in other Disney Plus news, we got the trailer for Miss Marvel. Yeah. So isn't she supposed to be a high school girl in the in the show? So she is a high school girl. I want to say she is Pakistani. Yeah, um, or Iranian. One of yeah, those two. Something yeah. like that. And then she, in the comics, is an Inhuman. Oh, okay. But since ABC fucking ruined the Inhumans with the world's the number one Marvel failure show of all time. 
we, I think, are no longer going to have inhumans to ever exist. And we don't have to because they're no. lame. <laughs> um, I think she's going to end up getting some kind of... They can barely get the Fantastic Four to work. Do you think yeah. they're going to make the inhumans work? You know, No, it's they're not going great on some of these. But I think she's going to end up getting some kind of scroll or Cree technology that falls into her lap somehow. She's obviously a young kid who's big fan of like superheroes, as any kid, you know, kid in that universe would be. Loves Miss Marvel because or Captain Marvel. Okay, so it is all in the same canon, right? Same yeah. canon and yeah. everything. But from the trailer, it definitely looks. They gave us Moon Knight for the big boys, yeah. <laughs> and now Miss Marvel looks like it's definitely going to be. A little more kid oriented, which I'm okay with. And when's Moon Knight dropping? Pretty soon, right? Couple, Moon Knight couple weeks? should be within the next couple of weeks. Here, um, I know some reviewers have seen the first three or four episodes. I think it's six episodes in total. Um, crazy good reviews, though. Oh, good. It. I can't imagine it being anything else though. With Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawke. I mean, the story itself is, from my understanding a very self-contained Marvel story. It has, you know, you're not going to get Bruce Banner is not just like, Hey, you need help from the Hulk. Yeah. It's, and that's no, fine. I'm totally okay yeah, with that. That's great. It, it takes place in London. So it's separated from that U S version of Avengers. Stuff say, like has that. it always Moon Knight? Has it always been like a British character? Um, I think he might be predominantly New York based normally. Okay. That's what I thought. But, he said he's like a cab driver, right? Yeah. I think from what I was reading, Marvel basically, Kevin Feige was like, listen, unfortunately, 90% of Marvel comics take place in New York City. We have to spread the love. Yeah. We Everyone can't just Stanley be in fucking New York City. obsessed with New York. Yeah. He's like, what if all the heroes... We're just in New York. Well, at the time, it was a, a cool concept because he's like, all these other books were made up cities that yeah. weren't really. Like, you know, I I thought it'd be cool for it to be a real place that people could relate to. And for sure. And it fucking worked. <laughs> and I get that. But at the same time, in Stan Lee's world, New York City is just constantly in rubble yeah. because Spider-Man is fighting people and knocking down buildings. The X-Men are in New York. Fantastic Four are in New yeah. York. To the point where they literally had to make a West Coast version of the yeah. Avengers. That's how it was like, yeah. no, 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 we're not moving the Avengers. We'll just make some new ones. Yeah. Could you guys help us in LA? And they're like, I guess we have a B team we could send over <laughs> to you. We'll let Hawkeye lead it. He's good with a bow and arrow. Yeah. They're like, what? We can't have the Hulk? Oh, we'll get our best guy on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Hawkeye, why don't you take your flying motorcycle to LA? <laughs> Um, but Oscar Isaac did say that he wants to see a actual Midnight Suns, uh, collection in the Marvel universe because we're going to be getting Daredevil back, uh, Charlie Cox version. Yeah. Which awesome. I think the best person to play Daredevil since Ben Affleck, <laughs> which is the only other well, name drop. Oh, I mean, he was a good actor. <laughs> Apparently, the director's cut of that movie, which I haven't seen, I've heard the director's cut of that Daredevil movie, actually rounds it out to be a pretty good version. I can see that. Well, even, I mean, I didn't hate that uh, Daredevil. Didn't Frank Miller direct that or no? Or did he have any hand I in think that? he was heavily involved in yeah, it, maybe. because he has some of the best Daredevil stories ever, but 
Uh, I mean, when I was a kid and came, I thought it was cool, but like this new Batman movie, it just kind of ran out of steam. It runs know? out of steam. Uh, Colin Farrell, opposite of his version of Penguin, not a great bullseye. Yeah, yeah. He had I to redeem never him. miss. He had, he had to redeem himself, yeah. Um, But, yeah, and then we've also found out when we are going to be seeing Blade for the first time, which is going to be... In Moon Knight? Not in Moon Knight, but this coming Halloween with the Werewolf by Night Halloween special oh, coming cool. to Disney Plus. Oh, hell yeah. That would so be we'll awesome. So we'll get uh, Mahershala Ali as his first appearance as Who's Blade. Who's the Wolfman? Um, I forget who plays Jack Terrier, Jack Terrier, the Wolfman, but I'm excited for it. And I like, I think Midnight Suns works really well as a darker version on TV, as like a TV series versus trying to make it a let's get a billion dollar movie. Yeah. You just have a little bit more room to play with, and people appreciate that as a smaller budget type thing. So, I mean, dude, as always, the Disney Plus, it somehow lives on to just be a, an app I have that I watch only one show on. Yeah, like I mean, they know, and they know that. It's like, oh, as long as that subscription money's still rolling in, even if you have to cancel and come back, we're still going to get yeah. your money, don't you know? Well, and that's the thing. It's so many people like myself have this... I mean, I don't pay for it, but someone else does. And But me and that person have both agreed. We have this app for one reason, yeah. and it's to watch one show at a time. And when that show's not on, there's literally nothing else on there for me. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while, you might fire up some Mighty Ducks or something. you know. Yeah, if I was... With, it's nice having the option, or to watch any Star Wars movie anytime you want. Yeah, and I agree with that, but it's like... They're smart to only release those things one at a time. Like, I got stoned the other night and watched Sword in the Stone, you know? Okay. It was a good time. You I had a blast? Just, me and Merlin were hanging out, dude. Black Cauldron. Black Cauldron's dark, dude. I know. That that's was just, That's a heavy hitter. That's the weird period of uh, Disney animation where they're like, The Black Cauldron can never be destroyed. <laughs> um, that's a dark flick. So what you been, dude, you went to a little con this weekend? Went to the uh, 42nd annual Cleveland Nostalgia and Comic Convention. It was very fun. Uh, we're talking like some true collectors. I felt a little intimidated for sure. Oh. But the other thing I couldn't get away from was like, dude, like the load in, load out for these guys. I'm talking each booth. These guys had like 10 to 20 long boxes each at least. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, it's got to take a minute to get all that shit in there. And like. You're not going to make a big dent in your collection as far as, you know, because a lot of these guys are just, some of them were independent shops, like Carolyn Johns was there and everything, but a lot of these guys are just selling their own collection. Yeah, because, I mean, they've just been collecting forever. They're just hauling this shit around their, their whole life, you know? Well, yeah, and but see, here's the thing. Those long boxes are literally just a big dick contest for a lot of those dudes, too, to be like, oh, yeah, well, look at, I've got 20 long boxes I brought this week. I mean, it was... And like I didn't even get to like check out everyone's booth because next thing I only you know I already spent a hundred dollars I only went to like a couple booths yeah and I, already, I gotta get the fuck out of here but no yeah I got some old Doctor Strange books from an era that I really enjoy it's in between his first volume title from the late sixties uh, he got a couple this run of Marvel premieres and then right before they start his second volume which I think started in seventy four okay and then I got a copy of uh, is a Strange Tales uh, that has uh, Agent of Shield and a Doctor Strange story. And uh, and then I got also a volume one Doctor Strange book, so I, I finally got some books from the '60s. Those are the first '60s books that I've owned. So. That you were able, to yeah, do. pretty stoked on that. Starting to get into the real, the yeah. deep dive collecting. Yeah, man. I, I've tried to stay away from the single issue stuff just because it's 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 
you know, you just keep buying them and buying them, you know, and and it's not like a record where like you just put it on and you can play. I mean, like, yeah, I could crack these books open and read it, but like. A that takes the value down, and yep. B like they're old, gross, dusty comics. Like, no, I, I have a lot of this stuff, you know, in in novel form, in paperback form. I'd rather just read it that way. Yeah, I'd, if I actually want to read the story, if you want to read it for the story, it does make a lot more sense to just buy the graphic novel for it, the whole story. That way, you're not opening up twelve different comics to read. Yeah, out of the bags. It's but the art to it is such a beautiful thing yeah and just like i'm I, you know like i'm a sucker for just a sick cover you know like i don't oh yeah like i just like i told you about that one kelly jones batman it's like issue 510 or the something like ears. that the long ear batman dude and i just got Azrael cool. on the cover too. yeah yeah and uh, yeah it was a buck but i guess i like the cover art you know and I, I think a couple of his books are worth some some pretty good cash yeah but I, not that one it's definitely one of those weird things where to me having that art is that's such a different version of comic book cover art than what we even have today. Even with like variant covers and stuff like that, there's this weird textural aspect to that style that is just gone with like the glossy, clean version that we get in today's world. And I get that all those ones that we have today are drawn. It's not like it's just all made on the computer or, you know, just randomly generated someone's drawing it and i do respect that and get that it's a different style but there is just something almost this weird freedom that they had back then to explore different styles and it's cool to see styles that have gone out of fashion that you're like whoa who the fuck let them do this yeah um so yeah it was cool i got some of those books um even before that i was telling you i picked up some old ec comics they're single issue uh reprints that they did in the 90s and this one book in particular was pretty awesome it's weird fantasy uh number 13 i think it's from like 1952 or something okay and you get four stories in there and they're all awesome so the thing with weird fiction i think even like weird science but particularly weird fiction very twilight zone yeah uh geared like as far, i mean i wouldn't i think rod uh, rod was it rod sterling ron ron sterling i like the name Sir, rod. sterling yeah the guy that did uh twilight zone okay i think he definitely got a lot of influence from these ec comic books i believe it i mean just it's very very creative fiction stories so you get four stories in the one book first one's fucking fantastic there's a comet or basically a meteor that's coming towards earth they think it's going to hit Earth, so everyone's freaking out. Ends up just missing Earth, and everyone's relieved. Classic. Uh, because Skimmed the it. Yeah, because the meteor got so close to Earth, there was a, a wash of radiation that left every single mammal on Earth uh, sterile and couldn't reproduce. So there's no new... No new babies being born, uh, and that's what goes for all mammals. There's no like uh, chicken. There's chickens, but there's no like beef. There's no pork. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. So the last man is born. Last boy, you know, last person's born is they, they name him Adam because like the first and last, of course. And Adam spends the rest of his life being a scientist trying to create a device that can go back in time and bring back a human from before the meteor that can uh, reproduce. Yes, two to be exact, a man and a female. Well, they finally developed this machine when Adam's in his like 70s. And by this time, it's like nine, it's like the year 2034. And they have the machine come up and they're dr- they're pulling all these people out of the past, but it's only men and they can't figure out why. Like this, this machine is useless if we can't get a woman. So Adam's like, I'm going to go through the machine and see what's going on. Yeah, what's happening in here? Like They knew that the portal that they, this time portal they created was in time, or, uh, uh, Grand Central Station. It's like, oh, it's a busy high traffic area. We'll definitely get people, but it's men's in the men's room. room. 
Classic. Yeah, and they couldn't. He's like, "There's no way I could get a woman to go through the store, especially because he's like an old man." You know, yeah. like. <laughs> and back then, they're like, "What kind of lady would go in the men's room?" Right. <laughs> so that I thought that was really. It's always like these very dark twists, you know, yeah. like a, like a, like an episode of the Twilight Zone. The other one, which is kind of fucked up, is this. It starts with this little kid and his mom. And there's a shooting star, and he goes, "Make a wish, Timmy." And before he makes his wish, they're like, "Let's let's give you a little backstory about Timmy. His dad, because it takes place in the future, uh, flies rocket ships." And he's always so sad that he never gets to see his dad, this and that. Well, one of the last oh, missions hell is, yeah. his dad goes on. Uh, he has to eject from the from the ship because there's like some poisonous gas. Yep. And he, you know, he's like in Earth's atmosphere and he's the shooting star yeah. that his son oh, sees yeah. and wishes, I wish my dad would come back to Earth. And it's like, you got your wish. Timmy. He came back. <laughs> he came back, but he's dead. No, that is very Twilight Zone. Yeah, it's um, very. it was just very cool, man. It's crazy to think, too, how much like how much art steals from other art yeah in that regards because i was just watching something about how the new twilight zone did not fare so well i watched the first like two episodes um they were okay yeah because i think it got canceled probably um but it's crazy because like jordan peele helped create it i heard the cast and stuff was insane like really good acting and the cast part. yeah they, they got a lot of heavy hitters because that's how the old twilight zone was these yeah get, like like john winters and stuff like that yeah a lot of people like people. big actors and especially coming off the heels of was it black mirror that was a yes. little twilight black mirror is very twilight zone and that but i think that's why it didn't do well it's like people especially like i mean that wasn't like primetime tv it was on cbs like, yeah no one you can go get that fix from other places. You For know, sure. It's not a primetime type show. I just think, don't think it c- captured that primetime audience. Well, and I heard that the new version wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't, lean heavy enough into any genre for the most part like it wasn't horror enough it wasn't sci-fi enough that makes it sense. was just a little too uh acceptable for everyone yeah. too broad and like right i said word. because it's a network show they they can only do so much black mirror goes off the fucking rails sometimes yeah. man i mean like the, and that's why people are like holy shit did you see that one it's crazy well, you know? black mirror is also just was so smart about it's just like, hey, guess what? Your phone's fucking bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> Check. And it, I mean, Black Mirror really touches on things that they're like, hey, you know what's probably not good? Staring at a screen forever. What if your eyes start melting? And then they're like, all right, make the show, dude. Eyes yeah. start melting. There were some dark episodes, though, you know? Like, yeah, I never. Weird shit. I never watched Black Mirror, but I heard that it was supposed to be very out there. It is. I've seen a few of them, and it's a good show. There is a show I would suggest for you to watch that I started. Um, HBO, our flags or these flags mean death. Oh, is it funny? Yeah, pirate. We were considering watching it because obviously, uh, what's his face is Taco Watiti. Taco Watiti, and yep. the one dude that was on Flight of the Concord. Yeah, who's and really funny. It is very right up that alley. Cool. Did you ever watch um What We Do in the Shadows? Um, the the the, the series movie. or no? I heard the movie's great. The movie is amazing. Yeah, I tried to watch. Ux. Yeah, the series is not as good. The movie is definitely where it's at. Yeah. Um, but the HBO show because the what we do in the Shadow show I think is FX. It is. Yeah. And it's had a couple seasons. It's not like it was like people a, like it. I did yeah. Not. It's not <laughs> colossal failure. Um, but yeah, you definitely get the full Taika Waititi on HBO with. Them going like all out yeah. and just being the dumbest pirate show of all. Time. Oh, I'll check it out because we were on the fence about it. Like, uh, but yeah, I'll check it out. Did you see Free Guy? 
I have not seen Free Guy. The one about right. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. I actually wasn't a bad flick, but uh, Takaway Titi's character was like, I was kind of disappointed because usually he's like really I mean, he, good. He doesn't act all the time. Yeah, but when he does, it's usually like a pretty like dope character. And uh, his like, was just really annoying. Like, like when he was Adolf Hitler. <laughs> right. um, no, I did hear though that new Ryan Reynolds movie. It's about. It's kind of a family sci-fi movie. Um, maybe it's called, I don't know. It's about him basically traveling back in time to meet kid version of himself and some shit like that. I saw a trailer for that. But the dude who directed that directed Deadpool 3. Oh, okay. Oh, so that is So we are getting Deadpool 3, which will make Deadpool canon to MCU. I'm ready for that, dude. I mean, those those movies are great. They're really fun. I mean, once we get new Doctor Strange... Mutants are in the MCU now. Yes. Because we are definitely getting peace too. I think that new Doctor Strange movie could make some serious money. I don't know about like like you know, No Way Home money, but yeah. it's gonna bring them in. I think it's definitely gonna bring a lot of people in. Um I think the hype on it alone is just wondering who the fuck is in this Illuminati. People are gonna start I think it's visually gonna be really appealing. Oh, yeah. You that's always what I've said is a nice part about Doctor Strange is the CGI is such a huge advantage for a character like Doctor yeah. Strange where it's such a trippy like headspace type of character like his comics were the epitome of 70s psychedelic yeah back energy. in the day that's why people would read those books to get away from like ah you know I like Captain America and Wolverine and shit but like this is like deeper than that yeah sometimes the stories could get a little over your head but you're still just like in love with it this looks artwork. heady oh, it my has God. that energy and I think that the technology has caught up that a movie makes sense for it now. And people are just going to keep hearing about, oh, dude, this guy's in it. And then this character. And it's like, you're going to get all these weird versions of people. You're going to get these old characters coming back. We might get a Reed Richards in there. We might get, we're definitely getting Professor Xavier in there. You're going to get all this shit that it's like, yeah, you're never going to, to beat Spider-Man. Even this new Batman movie, they're like, Oh my god, it's made five hundred million dollars, which tons of money. Did Spider Man make a billion? Of course, dude. Dude, Tom <laughs> World, Holland worldwide, yeah. took a piss in a Spider Man costume and we paid a billion dollars <laughs> for it. Everyone was like, It's fucking Spider Man, he's taking a piss. I saw his dick. Oh it's like, yeah, everyone Spider Man is it's, it just goes to show Batman and Spider Man are like the two heroes that are synonymous with superheroes, at least to me. And I feel like I've yeah, been same. on both sides of the fence with knowing a ton about comics and being in touch with people who are like, yeah, I know about comics, Spider-Man. And it's like, okay, well, I can't argue that. Spider-Man is a comic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, They're like, yeah, I know a lot about comics. Peter Parker. Yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, Mary Jane Watson. <laughs> Name um, dropping over here. But yeah, it's like for... I think it will do really well. I have no doubt in my mind. And then this year, we're also getting Thor Love and Thunder, which I think is also just going to break the bank. Yeah. there's no, There hasn't been a trailer or anything for that yet, though. Huh? We haven't gotten a trailer, but we're getting the return of Jane Foster. So Natalie Portman back on board. She kind of had a little, wasn't sure about it. And then Taika Waititi was like, 
What if we made Thor movies really good though? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's like, what are you gonna do? Some other like indie flick like that? No one cares well, yeah, about. Yeah, and, and I get it. I mean, I think she got bamboozled into the second Thor movie. I think it was probably because I'm pretty sure Patty Jenkins, who ended up directing Wonder Woman, was supposed to direct Thor. What is the fucking second Thor even called? That uh, is called the Dark World. Dark World. Yeah. yeah. So I mean. Definitely a top five forgettable uh, world. Um, there but, was like, yeah, it was not good. Which, and I get it, very justifiable to be like, hey, if this is what this is going to be, and this motherfucking guy's eyebrows blonde, I'm out of here. <laughs> well, it was funny, like, like there, I saw articles like, is uh, Eternals the the first bad Marvel movie that comes out? I go, uh, did you guys forget about Thor two? Yeah, Thor two. Uh, I mean, honestly, Thor two is probably the worst of the Marvel movies. Yeah. I mean, I'm a one guy, just because it's a pretty one tonal. I think all the Iron Mans actually hold up way more than people give them credit oh, for. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I want my bird. <laughs> I want my bird. <laughs> this is a nice, it's a very nice bird. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Rockwell saves the second <laughs> one, and uh, Iron Man 3 is a great Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> you pop that bo- that and Hawkeye. A lot of six scenes in the third one. Yeah. He saves all those people falling out of the plane. I love that, that scene. Dude, you get the whole uh, Iron Man like armor fucking, all the suits all come the out. suits, yeah. Yeah, dude. If you don't like the third Iron Man, dude, fuck yourself. People just were trying to hate on it for no good reason. I did hear, I loved, I don't know if you heard this in when me, Malcolm, and Max talked, though. Malcolm not a big fan of Dark Knight. Uh, the movie? Yeah. Yeah, I think I heard him mention that. That's okay. I, <laughs> I, I get it. I was like, dude, this is a hot take, and I love it. Yeah. I You know, it's different for everybody. For me, it's like, dude, I went at, at midnight, you know. Like, oh, I was, yeah. It was so hyped. And, um, but, uh, you know, it was weird that night when I saw it at midnight, they, like, couldn't get the projector to work. So they literally, like, like, like the manager of the theater had to come in and was like, hey, I know you guys are excited to see the movie. Like, we're fixing it now. We're going to get up running. Dude, the, we didn't we didn't even start the movie till almost 1 o'clock in the morning. Hell yeah, So dude. I was in the theater till like 4 a.m. Yeah, the, like, the sun is coming up by the time you're done yeah. watching this and, like, movie. I really enjoyed it, but I'm like, I need to go back and see that again because I'm so fucking tired. Oh, yeah. I know it was a good movie. I just need to. <laughs> I mean, that it. opening scene. Here's a question I have. That, that was just insane. It was so good. Here's a question I have, though. Uh, after we saw Batman, we'll circle back here. Yeah. Um, what are your top three Batman movies? Top three Batman movies? Correct. Probably, I, I my favorite is the 89 Batman, just because okay, yeah. I hold it near and dear. Uh, Dark Knight is an extremely, extremely close second. And then the third best one, I mean... Is it the Batman? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. I like Batman Begins because it's different. When I first saw it, I actually, it wasn't my favorite. I'm like, eh, I don't know about this, but it, that one grew on me. I do. I will say Batman Begins definitely has this totally different Batman element. Yeah. And it was the first time I felt like I had seen, because obviously I didn't see 89 in theaters. I was not a thought. Didn't even see yeah. Returns in theaters. Not a thought. Yeah. And Batman Forever, we had on VHS and we watched the shit out of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Bat- dude, the Catwoman from Batman Returns is like the ultimate 
like kid boner. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude, we've, <laughs> oh my God, look well, at this. Well, girl. actually, funny story. Well, that we, we did have that on VHS, but as a kid, the penguin was so terrifying oh. to me. I had the VHS. I ripped it up. I ripped it. I, I broke the tape open and ripped the film out of the fucking cassette. Die, monster, die. I, yeah, no, I remember this extremely vividly. But Batman Forever, we had on VHS. We watched it all the time. And then Batman and Robin was one of the first movies I remember going to see in theaters. In theaters? I mean, I was five, almost six. I was going to be six like in a month. I do think those two hold a good nostalgia yeah. in my heart. And also, when you think about it, those two movies do have a really good... Uh, it's almost like a, a second cousin to the 69 Batman. Yeah, or 66. 66 yeah. Batman. Because like, I say 69. I remember in high school, they start, like by the time I was in high school, they started playing Batman and Robin with George Clooney on like Cartoon Network. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is fucking rad. Like now it's like getting kids into it that like might not be familiar with this. And you know, it's, they know who Batman it is. It is but. this weird, like almost safe version. Like when you're a little kid yeah. and you're watching Batman and Robin, that Bane scene yeah. is like terrifying. You're like, oh, this dude's scary. Yeah, you're like, whoa, this guy's badass. And now I'm like, this are. is so silly. Do you remember silly. they used to have the toys? It was, I think it was Taco Bell. They had a promotion for Batman and Robin. Oh, yeah. And they had like the Mr. Freeze. Like you could like make like the at-home popsicle things. Yep. And I think it was like Nora Freeze like on the popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, I can't believe, I want that art album earlier almost said album art that <laughs> cover art of like a nora freeze in a freeze pop <laughs> is so amazing Dude, you could probably find it somewhere like there's a big collector's market for i'm sure you know like uh, fast food uh toys. oh yeah yeah i went to a place in pittsburgh the guy had a shit ton of mcdonald's toys like full collections of certain sets like it was pretty impressive i was a big my favorite was when they did the uh what is it beast wars the, oh yeah i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. The Transformers, but yeah. it was animals, which, dude, the movie's coming out soon. They're doing a Beast Wars movie? Of course, oh, That's dude. a whole other podcast. They just cannot stop with Transformers, dude. Uh, yeah, they already tried to throw in the whole like dinosaur-type Transformers. I'm like, it, what is going on here, man? Mark Wahlberg took over. He was like, listen, And then John I... Cena. <laughs> oh, yeah, John Cena was in, in the, the Bumblebee, Bumblebee one. I mean, dude, there's a lot coming, and I'm excited for it. <sighs> what, uh, we hitting time? We're hitting time. Also, just wanted to say, I've been reading Transmetropolitan. Guys, oh, yeah. pick up that book. It's late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, it's kind of spooky how much shit from that book is just kind of like, you know, because it, it takes place in the future. We're just kind of reaching this weird plateau with between technology and people modifying their body and having certain thoughts and, and you know, going in a certain direction. Uh, it's it's really cool. It, it's a cool book. It's it harkens back to real life. Yeah. And yeah, it harkens back to real life. And if you're a fan of like, you know, Hunter S. Thompson, Gonzo S. Journal esque journalism and just weird, kind of obscure writing, it's it's definitely This worth is the modern up. version of that. It is, it is. Uh thank you everyone for listening as always. We have been staying pretty consistent, dude. We've been dropping episodes. So make sure you're following us on Instagram, Threads and Dreads Pod. Go hit us up on Patreon. We're going to try and get a Patreon episode up this week yeah, for you guys. Yeah, we need to do that. Uh, Patreon.com backslash threads and dreads. And as always, thank you, Sean. Thank you. Thank you, everyone who's listened. Keep it going. And I love you. Goodbye.